Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I am uh, Stewie Griffin, and sitting opposite me today is... Uh, Christopher Glasson. How are you doing? I'm bloody marvellous, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling very, very happy. And um, it's Saturday. It's sunny outside. Um, I'm going to get my walk on, I think. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd take the edge off of... uh... Everything going out for a walk around Basildon. How fucking bleak would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know it's not Grays, is it? So, I, well, no, it's not. But I did have to go to Basildon uh, this week. I had to take my daughter to the orthodontist, mm. and uh, it's in Basildon Town Centre, which was uh, bizarrely empty. But then, mm. when you did see someone, it was like. It was like they were walkers. It was like, <laughs> no, you just think like... It's so brutal. It was. It was so true, though. It just like, sort of like come from around the corner, and it's the sort of thing where my daughters are too old to hold their hands now, and it's like I still just kind of wanted to kind of hold their hands and sort of drag them to the other side of the pavement. It was like, <laughs> I reckon they're walkers, man. They could eat you. Well, like, yeah. I'm hyper worried. I had to go into London this week, and uh, I'm so, like, still treat everyone like they've got the virus, and uh, people probably find it quite offensive. So, yeah, I, I'm treating everyone like the walking dead as well at the moment. Um, anywho. Well, before we introduce the guest, should we uh, shout out the sponsors, mate? Yeah. Um, we are going to start with Egg Fried, since mm. we just had a really exciting meeting with those guys yesterday about um some collabs we're gonna do um and and uh that should be hitting hitting the stores soon mm. um so um egg fried is a streetwear label punk hip-hop skate inspired they also make homemade denim you can get a nice fat discount by typing in egg salad into their discount code area um and i just think we might have lost our guest there no he's back he's <laughs> oh, back yeah. okay cool um and uh, our second sponsor I will shout out is uh, love-beer.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles, long-time sponsor of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks to you, lovely lot. Throughout lockdown, he's continued to watch his business grow. And, uh, you know, doing a detour from sort of installing bars, really, he's, uh, he's been delivering beer to your doorstep and, you know, or via the, uh, or via the postman. So go and check out love-beer.co.uk. Uh, and just honestly buy one of the beer packs because they're just tasty. Like, and that 
that sounds like I'm I'm kind of doing the 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 go and buy it, but. Honestly, there's an episode recently where Charles come on and Chris and I done the top five beers that he's mm. currently flogging, uh, and they are absolutely banging. Um, and you can save money uh, if you go over to that website because he's given us a discount code for you lot to get cheap booze, which is LBHCLP. And if you put that in, you will save yourself some pan notes. Last pod, uh, podcast sponsor, please, Christopher. Uh, the last one I've been way too nice to recently, Luke Bang Boom. Um, I've been saying that he's a he's just a very beautiful soul who runs a production photography company um, that works with a lot of charities and a lot of sort of like celebs. But I don't feel like being nice about Luke today. So yeah, whatever. Luke Bamboom's our other sponsor. Bit of a knob, really, when you think about it. I actually um I, I saw Luke this week uh, socially distanced outside. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing a, a photo shoot that I had to kind of. Uh, sort of lurk around in, mm. in not lurk around in a kind of Chris Glasson lurk but more of a kind of um uh legal lurk mm. uh mm. and uh yeah i mean as much as he was completely you know wonderful you know uh, selfless kind you know just like uh, i just think the guy's a bit of a cunt yeah there's something yeah. about him yeah so i can't yeah. put my finger on it mate but no not can i fuck him um yeah. anyway um, let's move away from cunts and on to today's <laughs> guest. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jamie Finch. Hello. Hello. All right. What an intro. There you go. <laughs> let's move <laughs> from cunts onto this cunt. <laughs> to think that we've just called our sponsor that, you must think, oh, where's this going to go? <laughs> it's about consistency, mate. <laughs> Thanks for How you coming doing? on. Thanks for having me. How you doing? You all right? You good? You both look yeah. fresh as, man. This is like 9am on a, on a lockdown Saturday. You look good. Thanks, mate. Stu normally goes for a runabout now, didn't you? Yeah. So, well, not uh, about now. Yeah. You said that like as soon as the guest is introduced, I'll fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> let, let the pros handle it. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I feel great, man. Which is a change because this time last week I woke up. I literally just slept funny. This is boring. Sorry, folks. Um <laughs> I slept funny and I woke up and I literally crippled myself all weekend. I had a bad back. I had a massive mouth ulcer. That was my weekend fucking done as soon as I woke mm. up Saturday morning. So today I'm alive and kicking and uh, looking nice. forward to it. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, well, well, Jamie, you've um, we, we've been chatting over Instagram. You, you are a fellow podcaster. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about your podcast, I'm sure, as this one unfolds. Um, before we do anything else, what's your top five going to be today, Jamie? Uh, my top five is top five things men should talk about more. Okay. Incredible. Absolutely. I, I love that. And y- your podcast is really cool. I've, um, can I say the name of it? Do you mind? Please do. Please do. Be really Let's talk about sex, it. Jamie. Let's <laughs> nice. talk about you and me. Um, it's really cool. You've even had uh, other guests on that we've had on. Um, oh, yeah. Had, I definitely stole had... a few from you. Yeah. Oh, mate. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So you've had yeah. B on, I yeah. believe, uh, B Ducks, um, yeah. talking about nipples. Yeah, among other things yeah <laughs> yeah um how was that she's lovely isn't she? good yeah b's great she's like a she's like a grenade of energy it's amazing um we did a bunch of recordings it was it was kind of weird so i tend to like get um get people in to talk about one or two things and then we end up talking about seven eight or nine and that was exactly what happened with b um so yeah we covered a bunch of stuff and um yeah she's great well, it's beyond her years i feel with b um <laughs> yeah. also a bit of a know-it-all no one likes a know-it-all <laughs> um, <laughs> You were uh, 
You're frying around some venom at that, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy. Is this what happens? One yeah. day your name drop means Phil and I is a cunt. In a few months, like, yeah, we had him on. He's a total one. <laughs> well, um, let's just steam straight in. Mm. Um, what's your number five? Right, so I haven't put these in any order. Is that all right? That's right. I, I know Absolutely. that's a bit taboo, but... Um, so, uh, right, okay, speaking of taboo then. So, number five is uh, butt stuff incredible yeah now a lot of these i'm gonna say them and then just judge your reactions because uh <laughs> i've definitely picked some more controversial stuff to see what you guys think about it mm, okay testiness so yeah so yeah but stuff but stuff um so i talked to a lot of guys um mm-hmm. through the podcast and obviously in real life um went back when we were allowed to interact with other humans you know mm. but when it wasn't on the internet um and the general kind of um vibe around butt stuff and butt stuff happening to guys uh is a bit like in la- in the laddie side of the spectrum it's a bit like oh it's gay i'm not gay i don't want anything to happen to my ass yeah. um mm-hmm. and i did a uh i did like a again before lockdown when we were actually able to have people in the same room i did i did like a, a live podcast where i had a guy come on and we talked about that and he was saying he'd never tried anything he'd never like had anything go near there mm-hmm. um and there was uh it was a room full of girls as any sex podcast live show is it's mostly women that listen to it um unfortunately i think i think we should get more men you know talking about this stuff that's why i'm here but um yeah and it was basically a room of women just being like try it like what have you got to lose you know and uh he definitely told me afterwards that he kind of felt a bit kind of uh transformed by it you know it sort of removed the stigma maybe because he was talking to a group of women about it which always helps um, you know, kind of yeah. away from the lad culture stuff. But, a group um, of women who probably throughout the 90s and early 2000s were pressured into men lurking around their arseholes. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think it's time to turn a bit of the pressure around. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Well, I, I personally feel gay wiping my ass, mate. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what, right, James? So this is such a... I, when you messaged us in that, I, I, I thought it was... It's, your podcast is brilliant. Um, you're also a musician, I, I may add, and 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 um, you, you sort of like the idea of butt stuff. It sprung to mind because um, a little while ago on Patreon, we released an episode. It was around, actually it was around Christmas, too, wasn't it? Was it Christmas this year or Christmas the year before? Fuck year me. before, last year don't count, does it? No. no. Oh my god. Um, so um, we, we did a little episode on there called Greenfinger. Right. Which was all about um, the fact that my girlfriend Molly had bought for us for Christmas a little like fun present. It was called a, a board game called Monogamy. Have mm-hmm. a love affair with your partner. So this oh, was yeah. my girlfriend saying, look, sex is dead. Can you uh, do something interesting with me now? And also, I know you <laughs> like Warhammer. So like she's trying to merge those two realms. <laughs> and... Um, it was really good fun, but one of the things was, uh, I can't remember what we, I, I play a game, it was the yes or no game, where I'm not allowed to say yes or no, that one, but she does it with her finger inside me. And right. um, <laughs> and, and, and even telling that story, like I, I was a bit like, oh, like the, I, you know, we're quite open books on this podcast, but even then I was a bit like, oh, this is quite... Um, yeah. This is quite an intimate thing to talk about. And, and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that you should feel forced to dis- discuss anything in your private life. Mm. Um, but at the same time, me being quite an open book, it was felt quite weird to be quite that open. Yeah. And it really does. Like, I, I do think this whole thing about butt stuff and not what you said, like, you, you know, reducing it down to, oh, you know, 
a common sort of thing is, well, that, that's potentially gay or anything like yeah. that. It really does come from a place. I, I can only speak from my experience, but growing up in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, I kind of felt sorry for the gay lads at school and that, like, retrospectively. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they weren't treated particularly very kindly. And, yeah. and, and, and the word gay was even used by myself in a, oh, no, that's gay. Yeah, but just same. saying something was rubbish. Yeah. And I'm not proud I'm not proud of that, but I'm not gonna lie about it either, Jamie. I'm not gonna yeah. lie about <clears throat> because I think so many people wanna pretend that they were on the right side of the fence all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. I've been woke since I was ten. Like <laughs> Exactly. It's yeah. bullshit, man. Yeah. And um and I think this whole thing is all tied into stigmas homosexuality when I when I was when I was younger. Um, so I do mm-hmm. think it's a, t- a, a taboo subject. So that's where I stand on it. Stu? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have uh, absolutely uh, no issue with it. I don't see it as being gay. You've got a body. What you do with your body is completely, you know, down to you. And if something is pleasurable, then and it's and it's not upsetting anyone or you know making anyone uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form. I see no problem with anything. I really don't. I think, you know, I certainly don't see it as gay. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's a, you know, a, a, a kind of belief that was probably thrown around around the time that you just mentioned there, Chris, when people weren't quite as woke. Uh, and, 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 and I agree with you, Chris, as well, that, you know, I, we, we both went to, you know, pretty, no, you didn't actually. Uh, I, well, I went to I went to a rough school um, where you know in a in a pretty poor area, and and yeah, you know it was there was there was bullying and there was definitely you know lads in in my year that you know have, have since come out and are, and are very happy, but you know they were given a lot of shit. I was mm. never a bully, but I would definitely have probably use terms like gay and things like that in you know out of context mm. and but you know that was me when I was you know 12 13 years old and then obviously you wake up and you you know th- it's never malicious but it was just kind of just a, a flippant kind of thing which which doesn't make it any better but uh but yeah like I I I certainly don't have any kind of connection between guys exploring anything any part of their body with whatever partner it is to be in something that's come from the gay community at all mm. yeah definitely but we uh, we can all sort of i think we all went to kind of similar schools we're all from we're all from the south right so we all know that like gay was used as a like you were saying chris uh you know it's just a negative word um so that's kind of been programmed into us um and it takes a lot of like i think i think active work to get that out of your system yeah um because even in my like early 20s i'm a big sort of um i'm from a working class background and that's really important to me and i sort of because i live in central london now i mingle with people from other you know parts of the spectrum and i definitely in my early 20s would defend not like that I wanted to say gay, but I would defend where like, oh, that's gay came from. Like, no, it, it's, you know, it's from, you know, we would say it in our less, in our less educated areas, we would say it as a negative thing. And I was sort of trying to defend it. But then I kind of realized, you know, as I got a bit older that like, no, it never was malicious. You know, we all said it no. when we were kids and we never meant it as in like, oh, that's no. homosexual and that means it's bad. But yeah, um, yeah just the, 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 the people, the system that programmed it into us, it comes from a place of homophobia. 
um, whether we mean it to or not. So we have to like actively work on getting it out of our vocabulary. I think you articulated it was, it that was... really well, actually, Jamie. And it's and it's you know you've only got to go back sort of six seven years, and some of the biggest comedy shows on the television were using that word a lot. Yeah. You know, you know, in in the kind of context of what we, you know, said we was using it at school when we were younger. It's definitely like, that that definitely there's that application goes wider in terms of words as well. Because like I I like some liberal. I think I'm more cent more centered now as a human being as I've got older. I'm not saying I'm a crazy conservative or um you know on the other on the other side of the scales like a socialist. But my at the same time I do feel like it's important to reflect and grow not only on what you were taught as a, as, as a, as a kid and, and, and be, be okay with going, that might not have been the right choice of words. Like, you know, I'm not going to blame myself for it because I wasn't really given the opportunity to, I wasn't shown that that might not be really particularly the right thing because of the, the Petri dish that you grow up in. But there's other words like, um, another one that I've, over the last, I, I think I've got it nailed now. Like I'm really happy with it. I've, I've changed one word for another. But again, pussy was a word that I kind of was always like, oh, don't be pussy. And there was never any malice towards women with that. It was not, I never thought of a female when I said, don't be a pussy. That's the, that's the mad thing. There was no yeah. connection yeah. to that term. But that doesn't mean to say that there's not really like some sort of, Again, I'd always use pussy in the ter- only in the terms of being weak. And, and to me, I have kind of... And I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. Like, I think you, you like, maybe police your own words a little bit more than telling everyone else their application yeah, of yeah. words. But, but for me, I kind of... I felt that I'd made that as, a, as a, a, a connection. And to unstitch that, I just found wimp. Wimp is the same word as pussy. So whenever you hear me go, like, I'll just say automatically say wimp now. But for a while, I'd literally have to pause, change the word, and then spit out wimp. And uh, yeah. but I've had other friends who say that, you know, in that term, well, there's loads of ways that you can use the word. Don't be a dick derogatory. Um, so, again, that becomes quite a nuanced sort of conversation. Anyway, yeah. we were talking about putting things inside our arsehole. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
no, this is more interesting than what I was going to talk about. I like this. Um, yeah, it's interesting you say about um, policing your own words rather than worrying mm. about policing others, because that's definitely a thing, um, especially with the, the kind of pronoun, you know, changing climate that's happening now, which yeah. is awesome. Um, it's a big thing to kind of quickly correct someone when they use the wrong pronouns, which um, I totally get. Um, and I think it's good because, you know, we, we're trying to drill this into more people. But mm. it, is, um, it is a sticking point, especially on someone that like younger me would have sort of taken that as like an attack i think if you if you call someone the wrong pronoun and someone points you out and corrects you in mm. front of people mm. in one way that's the right thing to do because yeah these pronouns are important and we need to get them right the other hand that kind of attack will fall badly on some people um especially people i think you guys will agree that like that we might know from where from where we're from um that aren't sort of as open to this kind of change you know um, mm. So it's hard. It's hard because, you know, you do have to attack these things and make them change. But then also the person needs to be willing, you know, to. Yeah, it's also the intent of the correction as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, a lot of people I've known throughout my life who have used. I'm going to use religion as an example to come across pious and control and, and worthy of better, holier than thou. And really, the intent under it was because. They wanted you, they were unhappy with something and they wanted you to just conform and that was a way of putting you down. And I think, like, if you're going to ever step into these films, and again, it's like when people sort of, like, might be, be being racist to one extent or daft racism or... It's really come from a point of slight ignorance or whatever. How you approach having a chat with that person, I think, is, is, is so important because you don't... Yeah. I don't want to be one of these woke geezers who sort of, like, is around correcting the world for things that from my perspective so if i think that i might be able to assist someone um i'll do it but i'll try not to do it in a way that i'm slapping them around the face one of molly's friends did it to me um um about so molly's my girlfriend and 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 um one of her i said so i can't even remember what i what i'd said and um and the word i'd used and um and Molly's one of Molly's friends corrected me, but she did it in such a, a wonderfully non-accusatory, lectury, trying to take a stance, trying to embarrass me way. And it was funny because actually, I I, it's really annoying me now because I can't remember what it what it was. It wasn't like a, 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 a an incendiary, like one of the obvious ones that people. This is where we find out you scream the n-word. And uh... I was <laughs> screaming the n-word while shooting some, some you, gay you, black you was, ham you was hammering a, a, a flaming crucifix into a front lawn. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, she I was so nice about it. She took, yeah. you know, took me to the side and said, "Maybe not, Chris." She doused out the flames <laughs> um, on her back, and 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 yeah, I, can't, I literally can't remember what what the word was now. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does depend. Like pussy fag, the end bomb. It, it weren't any of these. It was it was something else. It was very small. But mm. the way she said, "Oh, um, I've I've stopped using that word because of such and such," and I all I, she didn't say, "Don't say it." She just let me think about it. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, yeah, you might have, yeah, might that, have a point that. pause that for one. thought, that nanosecond pause for thought you'll have next time you mm. say that word is enough for the change to start happening. That's definitely what yeah. happened with me and Gay. Me mm. and some, I moved in with three guys and um, and we sort of caught each other saying it and then we'd point it out. And then like really friendly and like in a sort of piss take kind of way, like, oh, shouldn't say that. And then it gives you a nanosecond of thought and then that just, that just grows and eventually it's gone from your vocabulary. Mm. Um, yeah, Definitely. 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 Jamie, number four. All right. 
God, that went deep, didn't it? Not oh. in the way I thought. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four, uh, sex toys for men. So this, I've had some really interesting conversations about this recently. Um, I've had a few um, kind of sex toy manufacturers on my podcast. Um, and what I want to know from you guys is what is like um, the first thing that comes to mind when you think of a sex toy for men? Uh, just a blow up sheep. sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Not what you want, one that actually exists. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I hate to say that I know that they do exist. Oh, they do exist. <laughs> I, I had one. Yeah. I got one for my twenty-first birthday. I guess uh, at least it's a blow-up sheep, not a real sheep. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Really absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're way too expensive. You can't. <laughs> um, uh, to me, off the top of my head, uh, I'd go straight away. Fleshlight, cock ring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd go same. genuinely. Would probably now say butt plug. Yeah, yeah. The same. That's how I was thinking. Um, and they're um, in the sex toy manufacturing industry, or at least the guys I've spoken to um, that are working there, they are seen as quite archaic things now. But plug maybe less so because it's, I guess it's, you know, it's filling a niche. Uh, filling it's filling gap. your niche. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like cock ring is something that comes up a lot because you see it on like the shelves in, you know, Ann Summers and whatever. Um, and Fleshlight is seen because, I don't know, it's in, like, American Pie and films like that, you know. Um, it's this, like, sort of massive rubber thing that you you fuck. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been talking to this company called SenseMax um, and a company called Handy, uh, who are making really cool male sex toys. Um, so SenseMax have got this, like, it's, it's it basically is a Fleshlight, but it looks like a Bluetooth speaker. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. Like, you can totally have it on, your on the, like, your table, Shoe um, loves no music, really so his ears pick right up. <laughs> uh, it looks a bit like the mic you're talking into there, Stu, actually. <laughs> Never you mind what that is. <laughs> um, yeah, and it looks really cool and stylish and, like, the whole thing. It's, like, all, it's all, like, you know, fancy. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know enough about it. But, like, um, you know, it, it syncs up to porn videos, so it, like, matches uh, wow. the movements and stuff. Yeah. Um, they can, uh, you can program, like, uh, pre-programmed, like, I don't know, what would you call it? Rhythms? I don't know sessions, yeah. Um, yeah. And from an app, you can like play it, so they you can get like famous. Your favorite porn star will program like how she would give you a blowjob, whatever, into this that app, and then you can have it. Yeah, and with the um, the handy, uh, it's it's a similar thing. It's it's like a Bluetooth speaker that you put next to your dick, and it gives you a hand job. Basically, it's got this like sleeve that goes up and up, and that does similar things. They they so they can be controlled remotely, and what they do is through through their website. This sounds really funny. Through their website, they get um, like performers um sex workers on to um like control ones so they'll That's have one brilliant. on their side and you yeah. can connect to the room and have it work on you so and they said that uh, last week they did one with 72 people connected so this 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 person was given a a hand job to seventy two people. That's that's toys. the fucking we're staring into the future here. <laughs> yeah, right. Guys. It's well it's quite strange because I've been um doing some work recently and there's there's uh for this like radio station that have, have just launched this new podcast uh, based around dating mm. uh and one of the things that i've done is is reached out to find like kind of big brands to associate with it because it's it's kind of presented by like, a couple of celebrities and and so i thought instantly well let's go to sex toy manufacturers yeah and uh and so i've been having conversations with the three market leaders uh and part of that and and i would say that it was 
uh, eye-opening because I'm, I, you know, I was maybe a bit prehistoric in in what I kind of thought was available on the market, and so what I had to do was frequent these websites mm. uh, and and look around their stores to kind of, you know, just kind of get an understanding of the people that I was talking to and what their products were. Um, and again, yeah, so many kind of mal masturbating toys. Yeah, I was like, wow, like you know, I just thought it things have moved on from. You know, a flashlight. Oh, let's be honest, though. Have you ever doll. tried a cock ring? I bought, I bought one for a mate's uh, wedding present. Uh, not that we used it, and uh, and then a few <laughs> uh, about a year later, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get one. And Did I you just... give him a used cock ring? That's what that sounded like. Just that you tried it out first and then gave it to him for his wedding present. <laughs> a little bit. But I, I, I boiled it. I boiled it first, and uh, once I digged it out of not while it was on, off. you took it off and boiled it, right? <laughs> Ran it under the tap. <laughs> I, I just thought they were a waste of time. But I think this whole thing, like, like I, I, I don't know where the, your, the rest of your five goes, Jamie, but like this, this, this goes into another, for me, another realm that I, I, I've not really spoke about. I've spoke about I'm a big fan of wanking. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know that um, <laughs> forty thousand wanks should have that as one of the badges we were thinking of in motion. And, um, Have you actually stick it on your CV? Actually... I, I, I've got a tally. Yeah, nice. I've got a tally. We done, we done the math, didn't we, on an episode yeah. and broke we, it we down. We were drunk nice. and we've had people come up to us, you know, when we had the club night, come up to us going, we've all been talking, there's no way you've had 40,000 wanks. And it's like, <laughs> thanks for coming. Um, enjoy your evening. Um, but you've, you've paid, that, you know, you've come to just have a go at my, my math skills with wanking. Um, but... I think I, I I don't know. I I um I came across sex computer games, right? Right. And and one of the best wanks I've ever had was playing a sex computer game. All like, right. I, and and it was almost terrifying because I just thought this is just this. It was so good away. What was the I was game? Like, I, I I honestly can't remember. I just right. found it. I, I think I come across it off some like channel and right okay and um and i just i just couldn't believe that like um that it could be like i, I could get so lost in something that, that was actually at a game and sex Actual. involved with it yeah and then i think when you're talking about these um these like these hand job machines that yeah. you know and then you look into the realm of sex robots, and I, I generally wonder, like, but I, I firstly, whatever floats your boat, absolutely go for it. But like, absolutely any form of technology, like, like we're struggling with phones now and social media, like that is a real fucking problem for us at the moment, mm. like, because we have not got a handle on how our relationship is supposed to be with it. This new sex technology. We've, we've got to figure out what our relationship is to that because it is going to have an effect on normal relationships. It could be a, a wonderful sex aid. It could be it could be a really positive thing for some people. But for a lot of people, if we don't figure this out and try and get a discussion on that going, I think, you know, things like, you know, once the sex robot industry really comes out and stuff like that, I don't know what it's going to do. It could be it could be wonderful. It could be a brilliant thing. It could be absolutely yeah. wonderful. But it could be wildly, wildly abused. It could, could separate men and women in so many ways. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just it's just thoughts. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's 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 as exciting as it is terrifying, especially when you yeah. talk about sex robots. Anything AI related, to be honest, is is mm. exciting and terrifying because I think it's the end of us. Uh, mm. But we all want it. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I got I got invited to a sort of um, I, I guess an unveiling of a of a sex robot last year, and I was like, oh my god, this is it. This is it. This is the fucking future. You've seen Humans, <laughs> right? That TV show yeah, where they yeah. have like uh, you know uh, sex robot brothels. I was like, this is it. Um, and no need to worry. Uh, still fucking terrifying. Like still, still yeah. nothing you want to go anywhere near. Uh, it, it has the whole um, what's that thing? The way you look at something that isn't quite human, you makes you feel sick. Mm. Uh, it still has that. So we're a way off yet. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, it's something that we're gonna definitely have to tackle eventually. And yeah, on one hand, it sounds great because you know, sex robot brothels could could help a lot of people. That could absolutely. Be- Absolutely. Um, Intimacy is such an important thing. And I think if you have a real blocker with it, it does have some very mad effects on your psychology. I've I've seen it firsthand. People who have got uh, psychosexual issues um, that are stemmed from these things like these, these, these words we were talking about earlier and how they have affected them and how other words have affected their ability to be able to have sex. Um, and 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 not being at having that intimacy has driven very strange behaviours out of that person where, you know, unkind behaviours. They that you know they do odd things, mm. and, and and it sounds so similar and sounds so reductive, but you know they, they're not they've not got any intimacy and 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 having sex. And I, I think it's really important. Jesus Christ, if I don't have sex after a certain amount of time, I, my, I can't think straight. Mm. Really, right. yeah. As you get older, it, it becomes less, and that that's going to be something I want to throw in there at some point as well. Is age with sex? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. On the on the intimacy thing, you're seeing you're seeing a lot of this in Japan, um, Tokyo mainly. Is um, there's a big problem with uh, yeah. you know uh, couples getting together, and and they there's a lot of like research that's been put into it. I won't talk about it too much because I'm not mm. you know one of the smart people that should be, but um, they a big problem they have is um, they have these games. Uh, um, like I've seen them on the, uh, Nintendo DS, but that's probably because it was a, an outdated documentary. It's probably like much better games now with virtual girlfriends. And yeah. virtual girlfriends in Japan is a big thing because yeah. um, a lot of guys say that they would rather not go out and get rejected by women at bars, and they'd rather stay in with this virtual girlfriend that they have. Yeah, um, and it's a big problem for them um, because birth rates are down massively. Yeah, they are. Like, but through the floor, Reggie Yates did has done a wonderful one on. Um... Um, China and then Louis Theroux did one on Japan and right. and that was the one that I thought was just mad and the virtual girlfriend's going in paying to just go and sit in a room and lie down with a girl and she'll stare into your eyes that's yeah. it yeah she'll just stare into your eyes and act, act like a boyfriend but then once she's done that you're like thanks very much I can get back to my life now without yeah. a, without a pun and then you have um, these sort of like um Guys are paid to be... I can't remember what they're called now. They're called something like entertainers. Yeah, and, yeah. And girls, like, like dozens of beautiful Japanese girls will go to these bars, Stu, where there's an entertainer there, or there's five entertainers, and it's like a reverse kind of strip club without the nudity, where five or six girls will sit with one dude and just drink and do a bit of karaoke. Because the girls are screaming out for attention and they're literally not getting it from the guys. Like, it, there is some real wild cultural changes happening out there. And again, Jamie, I wonder if it is this whole sort of like Japan. I didn't realise Japan is like 
way past, I think, America in terms of a free market economy. Like, whatever you fucking want, you can get in Japan. Yeah. And so this whole idea that the customer is king and your own, your, your own, so you have your own sovereignty. I can do whatever I want in Japan. And then how does that affect the fact that do I want to meet? Do I want any relationships? Because actually, I can just if I want some time with a girl, I'll go and lie down with them. Mm. I think it's it's strange how these modern technology and how can, can, cap, kind of capitalism, consumer culture, and treating a customer king is affecting our whole mindset on what we were evolved to be, which to this point has been like a, a is more of a unit and a tribe. You know, and it's causing depression and all sorts of shit. So, yeah, it's, it's fucking mad. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mad to mm. see it. Number three. <laughs> Number three. Right, okay. We can go deep on this one, I reckon. Um, Non-monogamy. Um, so it's, uh, it's obviously uh, exploding in popularity. Um, the idea of you know polyamorous relationships, um, open relationships, you know stuff like that um, is is super popular, um, and it's no real surprise that you know more more and more people are sort of looking into it at least. Um, but from the kind of things that I think men should talk about angle, um, I so I've had a few open relationships. Um, I've had a polyamorous relationship as well. Whenever I tell my my guy friends about it. Um, a lot of them are kind of they, they express like oh that sounds you know that sounds great the setup sounds great you can you know you can have a girlfriend and you can fuck other people and that's great um and obviously i think again it goes back to the lad culture of like yeah cool you're you know you're slamming all these birds every weekend like that kind of thing um, yeah exactly um and they talk about wanting to try it and then the second they actively and i'll be like yeah cool let me like talk to you about it because it's something that i think everyone should at least think about trying um because it's not for everyone and if you're into monogamy that's great and mm. you know awesome i'm actually a bit jealous that you that you can do that and i think that's that's really cool um but uh yeah as soon as we sort of start actually talking about it and trying 
um, to think about, you know, how the setup might work. The second they get to the idea of another guy, this is my, you know, heterosexual friend, hmm. another guy getting with their girlfriend, they like shut down. Oh no, the, the idea is gone. Like completely. Fall. Yeah, the, the the mechanics of it. Yeah, like, they fall logistics. apart really quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah which is yeah. totally fine and that's okay. I think if you if you explore this idea and you come to the point of oh you know it would be nice for me to sleep with other women but I don't want my girlfriend to sleep with other guys. That's and that's where it ends. That's cool. That's that's an okay conclusion. You know that it's not for you and that's great. Um but yeah, I know a lot of guys that have tried this kind of setup and they suffer from jealousy. And jealousy is what I really want to talk about here, I think. Mm. Um you know with the non-monogamy stuff. Um and you'll see um Louis Fru, I'm a massive fan of Louis Fru. I think he's great. His um, documentary on polyamory. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the one Louis Fru documentary that I didn't fully get in with because mm. it felt like he kind of had a bit of an agenda because he kept mm. asking these people, are you really happy in mm. this situation? Yeah. And it's like, and actually, I think it turns out they weren't really. That's kind of mm. <laughs> the guy The guy he was yeah. talking to at the end sort of, you know, opened up and said, maybe he's not. But a lot yeah. of the time he was kind of like pushing this, like, are you actually happy? And I, I feel mm. like the, the BBC in general have any documentaries that are about open relationships and polyamory and stuff. They definitely have a bit of an agenda to push of mm. like, you know, look at these freaks and they're pretending that they're <laughs> happy doing this um, when they're not actually. And that's t- totally true for a lot of these relationships. Probably most, to be honest, because I think it's quite a new thing for humans to be going through. Um, we're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. I definitely have. Yeah. I don't think I've got it right once yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think um, that's something that I would love more guys to think about is one, don't cheat because that's you're a wanker if you cheat. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you, you're promised to someone and you cheat, you're an arsehole. Yeah. Um, and two, think about open relationships because if you are cheating, maybe there's something else out there that could fit your, you know, what you want. Jamie, I don't know if you've been looking at pictures of like, Stu's wife is beautiful. My girlfriend's beautiful. Are right. you just trying to give up our birds to you? Is that basically <laughs> what this is all about? Because that's another thing. So that's another thing. The open people that are into open relationships and polyamory and stuff. It doesn't mean we want to fuck everyone. <laughs> Which is uh, well, it's, it's that it's that thing of uh, you know looping, having a lack of knowledge on a subject, and it's okay to be ignorant, and then bundling different groups of people together. Um, in in the most disastrous of ways, sometimes like yeah. we we know a person's dad who once uh, said to his son, uh, "Oh, he's gay. Don't worry, he's not a nonce." Like, right? What? Oh, like they're so so widely so widely <laughs> different. But it goes to show the level of it's, that goes to show how dangerous they, it can be to to sort of like mix up those things. I think it's a fascinating subject, mate. I think that mm. you know, like you say, the documentaries that. It appears that we've watched the same thing, similar sort of interest, looking into these things and, 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 and relationships with human beings. We recently watched one about Amish communities in America where the you know a husband, a guy's got like three, two or three wives. Yeah. And the whole yeah. courting process is, is really interesting. And there's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say brainwashing, but they have a strong belief system that then can make this all so complicated. But you said you might not got one right yet, but who gets monogamous relationships right for starters? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and this thing on trust and jealousy and security, it's a, it's a really interesting one. The first time I think I got challenged on this was being like, uh, I don't know, what was I, like 24, and like saying to my, my girlfriend at the time, fancy a so-and-so. And mm. she was like, yeah, okay. And then she was like, we're going to, can we have a threesome with a guy after? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And and it was such a weird thing to, to think, like, 
that because also I think probably some some degree of my exposure to pornography or what my preferences were, the idea of even seeing another guy naked with an erection isn't really something that I'm I'm too excited about. And even now, I'm not that com- really comfortable. I've been to sex clubs and stuff like that, and, and, and I've had a fucking epic time. But it's still something, even now, I'm kind of like, it just doesn't float my boat. I'm not, a, a, you know, offended by the presence of a, another, another male in that thing, but it, it isn't s- kind of sexy for me. Um, but I think I'm going to... Do you want to... me to stop sending you pictures? <laughs> I really appreciate Could it. Could you just mate. please put some clothes on now, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's really distracting. I've misjudged this. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea of jealousy and security is such an interesting thing because I think people... I don't think... I think people like to look at the best parts of that idea first. Definitely. Um, but there are really important benefits, I think, I, th- I think to and, and, and negative side effects for, m- from monogamy, um, but you have to tread really carefully if you want to think about going down a different route. Yeah. I um, I years ago, um, I think maybe sort of uh, probably like nineteen twenty years ago. Um, In the, I, I worked with say nineteen twenties then. I worked with some people um, that that lived on a. Like live, sort of. I guess you'd call them new age travellers, mm. uh, and and lived in a in a kind of commune in a forest, and uh, and and you know they were pretty, you know, liberal. You know, probably the most liberal people that I, I was surrounded by at that point. And uh, and I remember just sort of having a drink with them one night when when the uh, the club shut, and and saying that they were in like uh, an open relationship. And I was like, "All oh, right." And I was like, "Oh," and I'd never met anyone that was at that point, and, and because it certainly wasn't being spoke about as it is, maybe over the last ten years or so, mm. you know. And uh, and I was like, "Oh wow, so what? Like, you both have sex with other people," <laughs> and and what started off as something quite liberal then changed as what I thought. I thought, well, "Hang on a minute, this is quite self-serving." Uh, and he was like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have sex with other women, uh, and and she uh, can have sex with other women when I'm there. Yeah, mm. and I was just like, "Can she have sex with other men?" He was like, "Oh no." Mm. And like, what did she and think? Did she, was she telling you this as well? Or was it just from him? Um, it, she tried to say it, but he he, he gave her a dig at that point. <laughs> like, but, but like, no, he, uh, no, it was like it it, it it was like no. I mean, she was. Very, I mean, and I saw that that become more of an issue as I got to know them longer. And, oh, okay, I mean, they're still right. together, and you know, but um, yeah, it just it, it, it what you know was being sold to me was this like really kind of hippie approach to you know, well, let's just free love, but it's, it wasn't. It's but uh, but on them, to, it was completely mm. controlling, mm. and and I thought that was quite grotty. Yeah, yeah. and I just thought, well, hang on a minute, like that's that's about you, not yeah. both of you. Well, that's the perfect example, I think, right there of of this this whole conversation because um, there are a lot of people that want to try it, and everyone's rules are different. You know, mm. um, there are some people that might think, you know, oh, um, if I have sex with loads of guys, that's just sex. But if I have sex with this one woman, that's love, and that's the setup they want. You know, mm. and the setup that you mentioned could be that everyone's happy, and maybe she only wants absolutely. to be and wants yeah, to be yeah. to be mm. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like maybe that wasn't the case. I, I think that comes from communication <laughs> yeah, as well, an honest communication. 
and 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 I, I just think that has to be the foundation. Whatever relationship you are in, that is the foundation for everything. It's the foundation for good sex, regardless of whether you're not you're um, monogamous or not, um, because everything stems from that. The wildest sex comes from them knowing you in and out, and you being confident to say, oh, "I quite like this," you know, and them not to phone the police on you straight away. Um, so, I th- but it's like. That um, took time for that to stop, though, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Molly's just... Well, the police don't, don't even pick up now. Um, <laughs> they just ignore Molly's numbers. But I think the whole idea of, like, if your partner is, like, into what you're into, it doesn't matter what that setup is, whether or not it's, like, sex with all genders or it's specifically you, you both only have sex with one gender. As long as you're both truly happy about it, that's the mm-hmm. thing. But, yeah. And I think just it's, it often can be rarely misconstrued. And the other thing, which comes back to show your comment about, you know, are you, are, you, is, are you just in it for you? I think sex, you have to be selfish to an extent. I think it's a really important part of sex is to know what you want mm-hmm. and, and to be able to communicate that to get that. But I think there's the other part of sex is, is especially within, with a relationship, is I... I want my partner to be really happy. And actually that is like in many ways now I've learned that that gets me, that, that gets me off, you know, I mean, yeah. it has done my whole life. I'm, 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 I kind of say it as if that's a, it's a new thing. It's a new for me. thing but, yeah. but I guess even more so now than ever. And so when we talk about trust and jealousy, I, it, it, I would have had much more of an issue. Um, than the, I'm just talking about the thought of my girl i love dearly being with another guy if when we first started dating the thought of that uh, and, and, and when i was younger the thought of that would be like oh no because of just traditional archetypes in how i grew up and now i'm like well i love her a lot if she would really enjoy that and i don't feel like it threatens our relationship because it's it's on solid ground because of communication mm-hmm. and we genuinely do love each other then I don't feel that that threat, and that's just that. That's just the theory. Like, like in practice, who knows? That could be cat- catastrophic. But even the season. thought alone, like that's powerful, man. That's that's good. Mm. That's strong. Like you, yeah. you're even you're even sort of entertaining the idea. It's, it shows that you're you know secure in your relationship. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But um, I mean, Molly's um, left me for my best mate now. Anyway, because we tried it. And Sorry about that, dude. You set you set him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a lovely dick, Molly. You should see. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the one, the one thing I kind of want to. Sorry, quickly. The one thing I want to go just just finish on there is that um, it's not one size fits all. One hundred percent. Like everyone's rules are different, and you know, someone's setup might be completely different. But if they're happy in it, then fuck yeah. Um, I just want I just want people to be aware that there are like there are alternatives to monogamy, but monogamy is a choice with those alternatives. You know what I mean, like they're all they're all cool. Just talk about it and find something that works for you. A- absolutely. Um, that's what I think more guys should talk about because yeah guys are you know prolific cheaters you know according to studies so (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely we are and there there is so much there's so much on that and there's so much to say behind all of that and and not talking about the rights and wrongs of it and then looking at it through different moral lenses through different societies it's a fucking infinitely complicated subject but if you peel it back to a lot of it is men are going to want to have a lot of sex and how that 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 doesn't mean they should have a lot of sex under no terms. There should mm. always be, it should always be consensual and o- like open 
and um, trusting between those two, whatever that situation is. But how you manage that is the most important thing. And that isn't to say that women aren't going to want a lot of sex too as well, you know. Like from from my experience of, of females, my girl mates, my female partners, <clears throat> they're as horny as men. Um, they mm. just happen to cheat a lot less. <laughs> Not saying that I don't know. Don't you yeah, I mean, depends as well. who you know. But yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Yeah. So on the uh, men want a lot of sex thing, this is my kind of big thing that I talk about at every opportunity. Um, so I obviously have a podcast about sex. Um, and when it was going out, I had no intention on talking about this at all. Um, but I was like, it was like weeks away from going out. And I was like, oh, I feel like a bit of a fraud if I don't mention my experience with this. Mm. Um, and this is uh, sex addiction. So I uh, was diagnosed as a sex addict three years ago, I think, ish. Um, and I've come a long way since then. But my big thing is that I really want to talk about it more because, um, especially guys, um, because when you, if you think about sex addiction, right, I think the people that come to mind are either Russell Brand, uh, Michael Douglas, if you're, you know, of the older generation, um, or um, uh, someone that you've heard of, your mate, got cheated on by someone who claimed they were a sex addict um and uh i don't know what michael douglas has done about it um i don't really look into him too much but i know russell brand obviously spoke about it a lot and it was part of his stand-up routine back yeah. when you know he was in the mid in the midst of it mm. um and i love russell brand i think he's great especially the stuff he's doing now he's amazing um but he definitely made it a bit of a punchline back then which is cool because it, it's fine like it was part of his it was part of his shtick right as well mm -hmm. as the drug stuff yeah. um and uh yeah so I nowadays when people are suffering from this we need to kind of make it less of a punchline um and less of an excuse from people that cheat from guys that yeah. cheat when i started talking about me having it when I, you know i was diagnosed with it and i was going through uh, two years of therapy just about that um and i was talk started opening up and talking to my friends about it they would all you know most of the time be like oh yeah uh, i know a guy who said he had that um, and it was always from someone who cheated um and it's like well Fair enough. And now I've gone through it. I feel like I need to kind of, if somebody says, oh, I'm a sex addict, um, I feel like I need to support them and be like, okay, cool. Well then, you know, let me help you. Let me talk about what I went through to, to, you know, get me through it. Um, but when you hear about, you know, guys saying it because they cheated, it's kind of like, how serious about this are you? You know what I mean? I take it very seriously. Um, and I, if someone just sort of flippantly says, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm I love sex. Up. Yeah. I love yeah. sex. I've got a high sex drive. I must be an addict. Um, I think when you've gone through it, like if you if you heard your mate say like, oh, I do loads of drugs, I must be an addict, um, or I I got drunk four days in a row, I must be you know addicted to alcohol. You would take it really fucking seriously. Seriously, you? yeah. Really As opposed serious. to oh, lucky you, you're a sex addict. It's almost like that, isn't it? Mm. Oh no, you can't get enough sex. And yeah, if you yeah. witness, I, I know some, I, I know one person who's who's definitely a sex addict, yeah. and it was disastrous for them. It was not. It's yeah. this was this ruined their lives. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, this isn't something that's like, oh, that's good. Because they they couldn't help but womanize. They were like and it, it really like it really, really challenged our friendship. It destroyed it for a long time. Mm. Um until I really kind of un really understood what was going on here. And it wasn't just someone who's just a womanizer. There was something deeper going on with his psychological makeup that was make was making him do it. 
Yeah. And, and that's exactly um, what addiction is, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know, there's, there's liking something loads. There's having a high sex drive. There's loving a drink. But then if, when you're doing it and you're damaging people around you and mm. yourself, that's when mm. it's a problem. Mm. Yeah. He lost, lost his career. Literally lost his career over it. Crossed yeah. some fucking lines that just most people, not most, like just the, the usual sort of like textbook cheater wouldn't cross. Even they wouldn't cross. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's uh, it is a thing that people you know, should should treat uh, seriously and, and, and not do that stigma. But that is about treating it seriously. Is like let's not just slap it's just not a label to slap anyone with yeah. either, and people to use it as an excuse for you know Definitely. we've got just we... appalling behaviour as well. Yeah, You're, you can just be a sh- sh- you know shithead. Yeah, and just be cheating or, or or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've we've just gotten there. You know, in the last maybe ten, fifteen years with alcoholic. I remember being a kid and like you know hearing my parents call their mates alcoholic or call themselves alcoholic, and it was sort of a funny thing. Like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. You know, I'm getting pissed on a Tuesday afternoon. Like, uh, but nowadays you wouldn't use that as a joke, really. Like, not properly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you said someone was an alcoholic or you know they had problems with drugs, yeah, like you say, you take it really fucking seriously. Um, and I just want to, yeah, I want to do have the same for sex addiction um especially when it comes to uh in my experience of you know anecdotally guys um using it as an excuse for cheating um because it's like well fair enough sex addiction can lead to you cheating that's that is a thing but um are you seeking help or are you just sort of using it to you know get out of trouble um yeah yeah oh, I just can't we, help it. We, we, we've had we've had a couple of um people that have suffered with sex addiction on the po- on the podcast oh, of course, yeah and uh, obviously, Ricky uh, spoke about it on the podcast, um, and and I don't know if it makes it, you know, if you you know if you are a, a male model, uh, I'm sure you're not going to struggle to to find you know women that are going to be interested Sliding in you physically. Sliding into your DMs, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the other person was was a woman, uh, yeah, and who who you know famously. Uh, was you know there's a big I read a big article um, when I was doing research when she first came on the podcast to say that she'd go to a um, a meeting about sex addiction and then basically the minute the meeting finished they'd all just then just go <laughs> fuck each other yeah like yeah um, and because you're putting lots of like-minded people in a, a room together and, yeah. and, and and discussing it and that was my reason yeah. for never going to group therapy actually yeah because they they have a lot of that there's a group there's a group therapy thing in london for sex addictions and mm. I, I i thought that exact thing exact same thing i was like if i go there and there's someone fit i know they like sex as much as i do uh, that feels oh, horrible just, like, i don't want to yeah. get into you've that closed, you've pretty much yeah. closing the deal on yourself you're not giving you <laughs> really are you you're giving yourself much of a chance to to to, yeah. to escape that you know well, it's, yeah. it's like going to an aa meeting in a pub isn't it no it is though it's a perfect analogy yeah that's exactly what it is it really it really is all the temptation is is literally right there um so Okay. Well, can I just add pro- one more thing? Because I know, I know, I know we're running on, but I just find it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I, I think you should define your addiction carefully as well. And about twenty, twenty-two. I mean, I was quite pr- fairly promiscuous at that age. I'd say I was quite lucky. Um, especially when, yeah. you, when you I'm look glad at me. you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at the state of me, I mean, I didn't even have a beard. Believe it or not, this beard makes me. I'd say twenty times more appealing to women. Yeah. I, I was, I, I'm not a, a traditionally handsome dude. I did all no. right. With, I did all right with that whole thing. I was very lucky with my partners. I had really, I had for the best part, I've had really positive 
relationships, sexual experiences with girls. And, and, and I, I've got to say that a lot of that's to my own credit and it's about talking and being honest. Um, but I once thought that I was a sex addict, right? Around, I can't remember, it was about 24, actually, 25. And I thought, yeah, I must be a sex addict. And it was listening to Sage Francis, a rapper that me and Pip loved a lot of the time. We were big into like that sort of like underground hip hop. And Sage Francis said, you're not addicted to sex. You're addicted to looking at naked pictures of women and masturbating. <laughs> and I was like, actually, that is kind of the truth. Like, I was sexually active. Like, you know, that wasn't. My... But the, the, the truth was, regardless of how sexually active I was, it was never breaking my addiction to porn mm. at that age. Yeah. I was watching a, like ridiculous amounts of porn and having sex with different girls did not change that fact. It's funny because I watched that movie, uh, Don Juan. Have you seen that one with um, yeah. um, Joe, Gordon, Joseph Levitt? Levitt. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. And it was a little bit like, I mean, I wasn't kind of like him in that movie, but there were some similarities. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I remember realising that actually I wasn't a sex addict. I was no, no, nowhere close. It was just mm. I was quite move away from porn which is yeah. a, was a terribly bad thing for me as well yeah my, my therapist would would say that porn addiction is on the spectrum of sex addiction oh okay all right. I, was a se- I was a sex addict yeah well yeah you were you were a porn addict but yeah mm. i think it's you know it's the same thing we need to talk mm. about it and take it seriously you know because yeah. yeah anyway Stu wants us to carry on so i'll shut up <laughs> no, get not to your number you one been... jamie we're, we're fast hell. approaching the hour mark yeah. that's all yeah uh, i'll and, be quick so this last one's number quick. one this last one's quick last, last, uh, number one uh Semi-related to addiction, um, sex for validation. So mm. this goes. This so this was where my addiction stemmed from. After the years and years of counselling sessions, I had weekly counselling sessions. It basically stemmed from validation. So um, I'm in a band, and it was my primary job for most of my twenties, uh, early twenties. And um, the validation that comes from that, you know, is obvious. Everybody knows, like, you know, musicians are all fucked in the head and you know <laughs> and any validation they get from that is very addictive um but once it sort of started dying down a bit um validation from women was a was a super important thing for me and that's what led to my addiction um so i've had to that's what i've had to tackle mostly um but yeah just general like lad culture and uh, the validation we get from hooking up i think is something that we need to talk about because yeah um yeah uh you know it, it stemmed from my dad being like if i if i went out when i was a, like a kid you know i'm talking like 13 14 if i went out to play football with my mates and i came back you know and he'd be like oh where you been all day you'd be around a girl's ass and that seed you know planting of like and i'd be like no nah, it's just playing football it's mm. like you know what i mean it's that you're planting those seeds of like you are worth something if you get with someone you know if you are if you're having sex that, that makes you valuable um and obviously he never meant it like that my dad's great but um mm. yeah it's those kind of things and lad culture like you're saying earlier you know if you if you sort of say like oh i got shagged this bird last night and your mates are like way it's a good feeling right it's a celebration um and it and it all feeds into itself um so yeah that's one thing i think guys need to talk about more is yeah the validation we get from being you know seen as attractive and wanted and desired i think it affects what sex is to you your relationship to it and not in a positive way like, mm-hmm. yeah i have uh, growing up, it's, it's so funny because it all comes from these same this, this same culture. Like I grew up, and I knew, like in my late teens and early twenties, I was doing, I was having sex with girls. One, a lot of one night stands, if I'm honest, and um, and they twenty percent were good. Yeah. And 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 it's really weird because 
by about 27, I'd started putting on music events, and I, and and one of the guys I had, uh, I, and I put out these little these CDs of all up and coming bands and that, and I loved doing it. It was really 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 exciting. And one of the guys did this song called "The Pearl of Great Price," and he was like a hypnotist slash slash musician. Um, what combo? Um, illusionist. It was it was incredible, right? And this song's about eight minutes, nine minutes long, and it's and the whole thing is just all the words and the phrases in it are all these repeated themes that you have in your life that actually mean fuck all to you, but you don't mm. realise it, and you become and, and and one of it is yeah, fucking shagged this bird last night, meant nothing. I weren't happy. He was still bored and, and felt soulless after it. And and I was kind of like, fucking hell, the amount of times I've had a, a one-night stand and almost the, the most interesting part of that is going to be to talk to my mates about it because of a story. It was never, <laughs> yeah. it was never yeah. in a sort of like derogatory way of the girl, but there was plenty of validation going on there. Yeah. Of like, oh, where, you know, what happened? You know, rah, rah, rah. And, and and when you're sort of like the highlight of it is probably going to be discussing it <laughs> as yeah. opposed to the actual act itself, you've got a fucking strange relationship with sex. And, and you know, I'm not proud to say that, but again, it's kind of like this whole thing of, you know, what environment and what culture was you brought up in and was that useful? And, and if it wasn't, don't just keep on defending it. Yeah. And, 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 and it really wasn't. And actually, when I actually started to have more courage to pursue the girls that I really liked and then get lucky to enough to have a, a relationship with them. Sex was a lot, was, was fucking really, was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I haven't had some, some epic one night stands. I, I really have like, uh, like memories that I'll never forget, but uh, a lot of it was, it didn't, it didn't link up. It wasn't me. It didn't mean anything. And, um, it wasn't. It wasn't good, and yeah, it was yeah. Done, not somewhat done for validation, I guess, as well. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you, James. It's an important thing to discuss. Mm. What do you think, Stu? I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I've just looked up over the top of the laptop and seen a picture of me in my band, fronting, you know, and. Clearly, just by the expression on my face, I am looking for validation <laughs> right there. And let's face it, everyone who starts a band is like, and, that's just... and yeah, <laughs> but I, I think there's lots of different reasons for that. I think there's lots of kind of you know, um, people that didn't make their mark at school that when they found their tribe, that's when they made their mark, yeah. And I think that drive and hunger can be really fucking powerful. Um, but then that does come with wanting validation, and I think. I look at I look at James Corden and I can see the bullied fat kid that has got prolific drive that just wants that validation that he probably didn't get when he was a kid. Yeah. You know, he wants that attention and you know, that's a lazy example but you know, I I, I it, yeah, and and I think that that validation can come in in you know, not just through kind of sex but you know, still to this day, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, the the the, the places where I, I I seek validation still are not necessarily just sexual. But if I do something that I'm proud of or excited about, I sometimes question myself afterwards. And I just think, oh, you dick. But like, I'll put it on social media, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, I've had some really nice comments on that. Yeah. And and that feels nice and validates it in a pointless fucking way. But it's a hit. Yeah. And it and it feels good, but 
Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, to be honest, I was never the guy that that had have a one night stand and be like, "Oh, hey, lads, guess what?" Like, I just weren't that guy. I weren't yeah. again, and also I weren't that lucky, you know. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, but like again, whether it be bands, DJing, promoting, podcasting, it's all, you know, got a, a, an element of. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Like I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. And I'm glad you haven't blurred that into sex with me for validation on your like... podcast. Unless that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you play your cards right, Sunshine. <laughs> but, uh no, but like yeah, you know, I I I I I can totally and I have met lots of people over the years that have been like fucking hell last night, blah 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 blah, blah. and and morbid curiosity will always make me go like, all oh, right, what happened? Yeah, well, telling a story is fine, right? Finding yeah. out the story yeah. that's cool. It's when you're doing it and expecting like you know that's well, like Chris was saying, and then maybe that was why you did it or part of the reason why you did it because mm. like, oh, if I tell the lads, they'll you know they'll be into it, you know they'll they'll cheer yeah. me on. But yeah, I, I think I don't know. I'm not suggesting I was. You know, I'm not super bright by any fucking means, but I would, I would definitely kind of question why I was, you know, having a, you know a one night stand if I'd done it, mm-hmm. and certainly by the, the you know that moment when you you know literally the minute after you know you've you've hit that point is when you get that clarity, and then that clarity would instantly make me question every single thing and what I was doing and and I'd draw from that and would generally be like, well, I'm not going there again. Right. And I didn't mean that was it. And I didn't mean it with like with that person. Like no. fuck this. No, it no. wasn't meant like that. But it but like, right, look, this is this wasn't you know, this wasn't worth it. No, Mate, you want to talk like, you want to talk about luck. Yeah, you want to talk about luck. I think you're the lucky one out of the three of us there. <laughs> you you had that clarity and that introspection yeah. into you, you're fucking lucky. Like yeah, definitely. I'm jealous of that. Yes, yeah, there's an emotional intelligence there, Shu, yeah, definitely. definitely. Even yeah. if you are as fucking smart as a bath mat, you've got... Uh... Emotionally, you're <laughs> Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I've never been compared to a bath mat. I fucking love that. <laughs> All right, well, look, Jamie, um, what, what, tell us a bit more about the podcast. Where can people hear it? How often does it come out? Uh, yeah, you can hear it on all the normal, you know, ear listening holes uh spotify acast all that stuff um it's called let's talk about sex jamie um it's fortnightly and uh yeah it's a bunch of interesting people coming and talking about their interesting stories um and hopefully you might hear a story or two that you never would have heard otherwise and uh yeah get get you thinking that's that's the aim well we'll make sure that we put um when chris uploads this episode we put the uh, the links in the bio so Thank people you, yeah. can go and explore your your podcast and such and if you're happy with it then we'll, we'll take you in the socials when we put this yeah. out as well so people can uh, look at me so more it. people can look at me look at him for a bit but remember who's the best one <laughs> um, <laughs> um jamie thanks loads man it's been exactly. really nice to chat to you and yeah. it was yeah, just a, a, an episode really where we've never really gone here before either, right, Chris? Not really? We've not Sweet. talked that much about it. Cool. Yeah, you took holes. me places I, I didn't imagine it would go. I've learned a lot, actually. This has been really good. Yeah, I, so, I've yeah, loved this you. chat, Jamie. I've re- really, it's been a great, uh, lovely to meet you and, uh, you know, great podcast. And this was a real fun chat. So thanks, mate. Nice one. Thanks, guys. Definitely. And I think it'd be nice to kind of 
get you back on a, a, a Patreon episode and explore maybe one of them deeper. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, whatever you need. Like I say, I'm a big fan. Just tell me to be on cool. and I'll be there. Oh, sweet. Big fan of who the most? Me or Chris? You know, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure which one was which. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.